his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Mid-America's most trusted source for news. KMOX. At 5.03, we've got sun and 33 degrees downtown at the Arch. Today is Thursday, January 26th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story, a St. Louis area hospital asks the feds to investigate how more than 3,000 vials of medical fentanyl went missing. KMOX has learned the Drug Enforcement Administration opened an investigation into SSM St. Clair Hospital in Fenton, where more than 3,000 vials of liquid fentanyl used in medical procedures disappeared. That's about two gallons of it and also missing 700 vials of the sedative midazolam. It happened between February and June in the interventional radiology unit. One nurse was fired. He died in October. His attorney, Terry Allen, tells KMOX the nurse insisted he was not the only one responsible. I'm not saying he's wrong, but I don't know what all the evidence is, and, and it's really very, very difficult to speculate on a case that's that's at this stage, and then the guy is dead, you know. It's, it's terrible. SSM St. Clair Hospital filed a report with the state in June saying that at the time there was an ongoing investigation into others within the IVR department. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. The DEA declined to comment. KMOX is awaiting a response from SSM. Another political corruption sentencing in St. Louis Federal Court. This time it's a former aide to St. Louis County Councilwoman, a man caught on tape telling a businessman he could use his connections to get fake COVID relief applications approved. Tony Weaver had worked for years alongside Councilwoman Rochelle Walton-Gray and boasted on tape that he could get her office to do what I tell them to do. Weaver is sentenced to 18 months in prison. Weaver's downfall generated speculation in legal circles that the feds could use the case as a building block to go after others higher ups in county government. This week's string of carjackings in South St. Louis is becoming a federal case. Investigators are seeking to transfer a 16-year-old suspect apprehended after a crash at Del Mar in 20th Wednesday afternoon to federal custody for federal prosecution. They did not indicate why this one of three suspects is being singled out. A man and a 17-year-old suspect were also arrested in connection with five carjackings and the fatal shooting of a woman on Compton on Tuesday. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Momentum is building for a regional crime summit in the spring. The East-West Gateway Council of Governments is organizing a day-long event for late March or early April. It would include leaders from police, schools, academia, and other areas. St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman tells KMOX it's an opportunity to avoid a state government solution. But if nothing gets any better, eventually, I want the legislature to deal with the issue, and they have every right to. Elman says he's on board with using Rams settlement money to attack the crime problem in St. Louis City. I think the state taxpayers in my county would love to see some of that money used so that they can feel safe when they go to the Cardinal baseball game 
or go to the art museum or the zoo. Elman says crime affects the whole region's reputation when it comes to national perception. A bill to supersede the authority of Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner and have the state prosecute violent crimes in the city had a hearing today. Representative Lane Roberts is from Joplin and says the economic impacts are affecting the entire state. I've been called an outsider uh, messing with St. Louis. Well, I'm not an outsider. I'm a Missourian, and it's Missourians who are dying. Uh, and it's just not acceptable. Under the bill, the governor could appoint a special prosecutor when the homicide rate exceeds 35 per 100,000. The rate in St. Louis is typically double that. Per Amendment 3, close to 400,000 marijuana convictions have already been expunged, but there's a long way to go. The final tally could be 100,000 cases, and advocates say getting there will be tricky. Some offenses were decades ago, and the electronic files are missing even basic information, like the word marijuana or the amount of it. When they started the electronic system, it was a huge task in the first place, and so they haven't backfilled all the old records. Ellen Suni co-directs the Clear My Record Clinic. All pot-related felonies are supposed to be wiped out by early December. Scott Jagow, KMOX News. Voters will decide if St. Louis needs to modernize the document which guides how city government functions. This is Stuart McMillan outside City Hall. Mayor Tashar Jones signed a bill to place an amendment on the April ballot with the idea of creating a citizen-run charter commission. In a release, the mayor said, quote, City charter was adopted more than a century ago when people communicated by telegraph and traveled by steamboat, close quote. The charter was enacted in 1914 among some of the old school language in there. Something about a requirement to print city updates only in German and in English. If voters approve... The commission with citizens will be able to review and recommend amendments to the charter. Who will reign over St. Louis Mardi Gras this year? Last year, the honorary monarch, or Rex, was former uh, St. Louis Cardinals center fielder Harrison Bader. This year, the sports focus continues with City SC president and CEO Carolyn Kindle set to be named Regina of the celebration. The coronation is set for 720 tonight at City Park. St. Louis Mardi Gras has a season of events leading up to February 18th's Grand Parade. The KMOX business desk, KMOX News, told you this week about major insurance carriers refusing to issue new policies for Kia and Hyundai vehicles due to high rates of auto theft. Kathy Conley-Jones, founder of the St. Louis-based Conley Financial Group, tells KMOX the region needs to address the reason for the thefts. Why are they stealing these cars? They're not stealing them just for, you know, uh, joyriding. They get that catalytic converter, and that means that there's a black market somewhere. Someone will pay for that catalytic converter. Conley-Jones tells KMOX she's concerned that more insurance carriers will decide it's too risky to insure Hyundai and Kia models, leaving consumers with few options for coverage. Schnook Markets, the metro area's top grocer, has a new executive, former BJC, Express Scripts, and Anheuser-Busch. Human resources professional Jada Reese is taking over as chief people officer. Perhaps her biggest challenge, recruitment and retention of employees. She'll also sit on Schnook's 10-person long-term strategy team. Well, as we continue on KMOX, let's welcome into the studio the Attorney General of the State of Missouri, Andrew Bailey. Thank you for being with us. Hey, thank you so much for having me. We had a drag show at a school event in uh, Columbia, Missouri that's gotten a lot of attention. And where do you think that these kinds of performances cross the line into inappropriateness? Is it the nature of the costume? Is it if it's uh, revealing or sexually suggestive? Or um, where would you say it draws the line? Well, it draws the line when schools take children to them. A drag show is inherently sexual. 
It's an outward expression of an, a desired inward sexuality. The, the goal of the performance is to emphasize sexual characteristics that appeal to the prurient interest. The, the intent of the people engaging in the show is to draw attention to sexuality. The children have no place in that. And if, the, if we're going to be teaching sex education in school, there are statutes on the books that guide how that process is supposed to go. And the parents get to know what the curriculum is and they get to opt in or out. So what this shameful behavior by the Columbia Public Schools violates those two pr- principles. It was about indoctrination, not education, and it deprived the parents of the of the ability to have a say in the process. One of the first issues that we've uh, heard about involves the First Amendment, and when people think about that and social media companies, they may say, well, these are private companies, this applies to government intervention in speech. So can you explain? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, number one, we know unequivocally that big tech social media corporations were censoring speech. That's probably in and of itself. No one would tolerate it if their cell phone provider hit mute anytime the person on the other end started saying something the cell phone company didn't like. So why would we tolerate that on social media? But this case is actually worse. Our case that we're, we have against the federal government, Missouri v. Biden, has demonstrated that officials at the very top of the White House and across a spectrum of unelected federal bureau- bureaucrats were censoring disfavored speech on big tech social media. It was a, a relationship of coercion and collusion to remove disfavored speech from big tech social media. You know, traditionally in this country, the remedy for disfavored speech is counter speech, not government censorship. We've got to get back to a world where we elevate the rules of the game above the players and the outcomes. Something else that's just been in the news uh, this week is uh, a lawsuit by the Department of Justice, but also several state attorneys general uh, kind of following up on a a Texas AG lawsuit uh, alleging that Google has a monopoly in the online ad business. Um, How do you take a look at these kinds of these lawsuits that a lot of state attorneys general get on board with? How do you feel about this one? Well, we've got some of the top attorneys in the nation working at the Missouri Attorney General's office. So we get together as a group. We look at uh, the legal issues from across across the nation and suits that other states are filing. We're often invited to join some of those suits. And when it comes to antitrust, those are highly technical cases. They're very complex. And so we analyze all of that, and then we get together and make a, a decision and move forward. Spam calls are something that Missourians can relate to. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks have their name and number on the no call list, but they still get calls. W- what can the state do about that, especially as, as it seems like these are becoming more prevalent? Certainly. Yeah. Consumer protection is a top priority of my my office. And so P- I encourage people to sign up on the new call, no call list on our website. They can also sign up on the federal no call list. And if you sign up on the federal list, we will still uh, you'll get rolled into the, the state no call list. And then if you have complaints, make sure you call our office and register those complaints so we know where the bad actors are. But I'll tell you, those statutes haven't been updated in several years. And so the technology has evolved beyond where state law is on that issue. And so a lot of times what we're seeing is we're seeing callers uh, where they, they hide the number, the originating number, or we see calls originating from outside the United States of America. It's oftentimes difficult to use the legal apparatus of the state to go after those callers. So it, it's probably time that as a state we relook those statutes and update them in, in order to kind of meet the adapting needs of, of our changing society. Is that the biggest challenge now, that they, it's so easy to be overseas and spoof a number? And how, how do you even track some of these to find out who to go after then? Yeah, that's the challenge. And so we coordinate with other states. So we're involved in a major suit right now with Texas, actually, where uh, states have come together. And there's always strength in numbers. Uh, when you're trying to con- protect consumers or achieve an objective like that, there's strength in numbers. So we joined, we partnered with other states and are pursuing that to go after one of these major international corporations that's uh, violating our no-call list. And, and we believe we'll be successful. 
I think people, when they think of uh, state attorneys general, they think of consumer protection uh, as one of the first things. And so in this new era of you mentioned all the new technological tools that scammers have, what are the biggest uh, challenges for consumers or what are the biggest uh, priorities in that respect for your office? Well, we want to go through every case that's pending and make sure that we're, we're pursuing it for the right reasons and that we're in a good procedural posture to deliver wins for the people of the state of Missouri, deliver justice for the people of the state of Missouri. And consumer protection is a major mission assigned to the Missouri Attorney General's office by the General Assembly in statute. So it's something we take very seriously. We're always looking at process improvement. We want to grow that division within the Attorney General's office so we can provide better customer service to the people of the state of Missouri. Andrew Bailey, the Attorney General for the state of Missouri. Thanks for coming in studio with us. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. Now, three things to know. Number three. I'm Sean Michael Lyle. State Representative Lane Roberts of Joplin is pushing legislation for a special state prosecutor to take over violent crime cases in St. Louis. For me, this issue is about the number of people who are dying in St. Louis. The prosecutor appointed by the governor would supersede the circuit attorney's authority when the homicide rate exceeds 35 per 100,000. Number two. This is Megan Lynch. A St. Louis insurance broker expects more insurance carriers to dump coverage of often stolen Kia and Hyundai cars. Kathy Conley-Jones tells X owners of those vehicles may have to go to the secondary insurance market because the big names in insurance won't want to incur any more losses. Number one. I'm Kevin Killeen. X has learned of missing narcotics, medical drugs from a local hospital, SSM Health St. Clair in Fenton reporting to the state. It was missing more than 3,000 vials of liquid fentanyl. It's about two gallons worth and more than 700 vials of a sedative. The DEA was investigating. A nurse was fired but later died. Died insisting that he was not the culprit for all of the missing drugs. The news continues on Total Information PM. Do you remember where you were 24 years ago on this day? Ladies and gentlemen, His Holiness Pope John Paul II. If you are Catholic, you are probably either watching or attending parts of Pope John Paul II's 31-hour stop in St. Louis. It is a great joy for me to return to the United States and to experience once more your warm hospitality. The Pope took part in a youth rally at the then Kiel Center, celebrated a mass at what was then the TWA Dome with more than 100,000 people, attended an ecumenical service at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis, and persuaded then-Governor Carnahan to spare the death sentence for convicted killer Daryl Meese. God bless St. Louis. God bless America. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. Many economists think we're headed into a recession, so what does that mean for you? The widespread view among economists is that it's very likely we'll be in a recession sometime this year. Although there are reasons to think that if a recession does come, it'll be comparatively mild. Still, a recession would mean job losses, though right now employers in many industries are continuing to add jobs. There are signs, though, that consumers are starting to get nervous about spending. Retail sales have dropped for two months in a row. Credit card debt is rising, evidence that Americans are having to borrow more to maintain their spending levels. The good news? Those skyrocketing prices for new and used cars are beginning to come down, and price hikes for furniture and clothing, among some other items, are slowing. I'm Rita Foley. A branch of the U.S. Homeland Security Department says cash-strapped schools need to be smart about how they spend money on cybersecurity. 
A recent cyber attack canceled classes at one of Iowa's largest school districts. This week, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is suggesting how schools should prioritize security going forward. That includes deploying multi-factor authentication on computer systems, getting network backups in place, and training staff. The agency says schools can leverage federal grant programs, and they should push technology providers to put better security controls in place for no additional charge. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. As you heard at the top of the hour, a story that we broke this afternoon in our hourly newscasts on KMOX, we've learned that a local hospital was hit with a problem of missing narcotics, sparking a f- an investigation that involved uh, the feds. And joining us live in studio right now is uh, KMOX's Kevin Colleen. So where did this happen, Kevin? How many vials of uh, narcotics are we talking about and, and specifically what drugs? Well, it's fentanyl. And when you hear about fentanyl, you think about street drugs, but a uh, little-known thing, uh, fentanyl is a legitimate medical uh, drug of sedation they use for some uh, procedures. If they want to have a conscious sedation where you're having, like, a surgery where they don't want you totally out, or for pain relief, they can use it. So they had a, a large amount of it go missing in a Fenton hospital, SSM St. Clair Hospital in Fenton. Uh, documents obtained by KMOX show that more than 3,000 vials of fentanyl that's uh, like two gallons worth almost. And then uh, more than 700 vials of, of another uh, drug, a narcotic a sedative, also went missing. They investigated this internally. They fired a nurse. The nurse died uh, in October after having been fired in June. And it just sort of left the thing hanging up in the air. Did they get everybody? The nurse, according to his attorney, didn't take the full amount. He insisted that he was being used as a fall guy for the hospital to cover up its lax protocols. And from the way I understand it, uh, fentanyl in a hospital originates in the pharmacy. And then, you know, the bank drive through where they have mm-hmm. the tubes where they send you your money. They have a tube, air tube system where they send it down to tube stations, the vials of fentanyl uh, in various floors of the hospital. And there's supposed to be a, a set of chain of custody and people signing for it. But somehow there was a lapse and these uh, many vials, thousands of vials of fentanyl and the other drug went missing. So the attorney for the, the man who died said that he admitted when he gave a statement to the DEA, yes, I have an addiction. I was using it just for myself. I never sold it. But he said there was a larger problem at the hospital that uh, they were using me to cover up. Well, that's the very latest on uh, this KMOX investigation, uh, and you can go to KMOX.com for more. And uh, just quickly, in the last half hour, we got a statement from SSM saying that all investigations related to this matter have been closed. So it's not ongoing, but they say they take it very seriously, and they report to all regulatory licensing agencies and law enforcement when something like this happens. KMOX's Kevin Colleen. Thank you so much for this story. Thank you. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix... 
and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.